Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, it's our first podcast of the year 2020. Uh, it is pretty late on April 1st, it's almost midnight. Uh, obviously some strange times that we're in, both Disney, Universal, and pretty much everything in the world is closed right now due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, but we are we're kind of anticipating some announcements slowly coming out. We've got speculation maps already. Plenty to talk about regarding uh, Halloween Horror Nights. You know, we're now in April. We think that we should start getting some announcements. The only reason we may not is uh, due to the coronavirus, and it may not just not be a good time to start releasing information like that. As always, you can hear our little dog in the background, but I'm Dan, and I'm joined by Eden. I've rambled on enough. Eden, say hello. Hello. Uh, so we've been probably doing the same as you, binge-watching Netflix, playing more video games. Uh, we try to get out and get as much exercise as possible since we now have time to. Um, but Eden's show that she was working on was temporarily shut down. My show was shut down. So we currently have plenty of time to provide some content and speculation as well. So Eden, how do you feel about that? Um, you know, it's it's nice to, to have something to kind of you know bring a little yeah do like a little normalcy to everything that's going on you know we've never experienced anything like this in our lifetime and it's a bit scary but it's kind of it's kind of nice to have this as like an outlet and um just see you know bring a little bit joy to the the being stuck yeah and as of right now we're still over five months out and you know that We're no experts on this pandemic and and when things will get better. Um, You know, but most sporting events are are canceled through May. Uh, I'd be kind of surprised if basketball and hockey came back to finish their seasons. Baseball is looking pretty grim. They just, it's late Wednesday night and they just canceled the British Open, which is in July. Like, they're already anticipating that and they moved the Olympics back a year. So we're really hoping that this doesn't pour into September, October, uh, especially September because normally we go in October of every year and our trip this year is in September. We got a pretty good deal for a week-long stay at Aventura and we already purchased our BOGO tickets, which I do think we should touch on because those are still on sale, correct? Yeah, uh, up until June 3rd. You can uh, go on the Horror Nights website and purchase your BOGO tickets for um, Florida. Um, They also have um, a different ticket that's on sale that's not necessarily a a BOGO. Uh, It's just kind of like a one-day ticket. But, um, yeah, they're definitely, they're worth their price. Uh, We bought two, so it gets you four nights, and it's cheaper than going like buying a, a single night ticket right over and over so and the nice thing is that last year i don't think these bogo tickets were good on saturday nights so far right now with what we've been told there are no blackout dates for the bogo tickets there are four i but, believe 
They're not on Saturday. Not on Saturdays, yeah. but there there are four blackout dates. Um, it's like around October fourteenth, seventeenth. They're all in October, and they're all very consecutive back to back. Yeah. But uh, yeah, unlike last year, they're they're not on a Saturday. Yeah, and so uh, this will be our first time going in September. Uh, we won't be there opening night, sadly, but we will be there. I think the third or the fourth night. Uh, we'll be getting down there uh, Sunday, September 13th. We're going to try and get there opening night. Um, we may be a little bit tired from driving down, but we have a full week down there, which is nice because a lot of when we went last time, we were staying at a Disney hotel and we were driving to Universal for Horror Nights and everything. And it, it did get a little exhausting because we were only there for like five days as well. But we have a full week. We'll combine some Disney content. Uh, with Universal and Horror Nights content, we do plan on going to Mickey and Minnie's Not So Scary Halloween Party as well. Um, and I wanted there's a, a bar down there that opened up, I believe, the end of last year on the time of Horror Nights called Cocktails and Screams. Mm-hmm. It's a Halloween themed bar. Um, so definitely, when all this uh, finishes up and we can kind of get back to some normalcy, they're open year round. So when everything is back to normal, definitely check them out too. Yeah. Uh, we will definitely be excited for when things open up. Um, I feel like once once the theme parks start opening up, I don't think it'll be like a massive flood of opening everything up at once. Uh, I feel like they have to start with Disney Springs and City Walk opening first, and then they'll slowly just start tearing people into the parks. I know it might suck, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they increased security measures and kept theme park attendance to a limited capacity and grew it over time just because you can't really open anything up to massive crowds until it's completely 100% safe and right now it's it's strange but we're just in a time where it's not safe yeah I definitely think that we'll see things slowly open up like you said Disney Springs City Walk um, things like that I think definitely think that there will be a cap on number of people allowed in a day um, we were watching some videos and some things that other people were thinking is there's going to be um, the limited amount of people in a line. Mm-hmm. So they might really start restricting uh, how many people can wait in a line, um, things like that, just so you can still be spread out and have a little bit more space. So you're not right on top of each other. Right. All right. With that, let's just start breaking it down. Uh, we have some speculation maps. Now, these are courtesy of Horror Night Nightmares, correct? Uh, yeah, we have one from them, and um, I will say uh, they are normally pretty spot on. With they have some pretty good sources, so um, we'll, we'll give them that. Um, and then we also got one from, uh, I found on Instagram, called Horror Nights Orlando Fan. Um, now, both of these kind of have some simul- similar ideas or concepts, um, but uh, there are differences as well. All right, so the first map that we got for Orlando from Horror Night Nightmares uh, features 10 houses, not surprising. Uh, They don't really dive into the scare zones. Uh, That's perfectly fine. Uh, But these are pretty accurate most of the time. And in House A, uh, which is, I believe, the most featured house every year, they expect Beetlejuice. Now, this is where Ghostbusters was last season, right? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Ghostbusters. It was where Stranger Things was the year before because it has that giant queue right outside a uh, music plaza so they can really weave in and out of people and put, put a lot of people in a holding area there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could, I could see this. Uh, people have been missing the Beetlejuice show since it closed. Um, 
it would be a nice nostalgia thing because Horror Nights is celebrating its 30th anniversary. If you look back at promotional things for when the event started, Beetlejuice was kind of there in a lot of the things. He was even there in like promotional photos for Mardi Gras. People miss and loved Beetlejuice. So I could, I could see this holding some weight. Yeah. I mean, we got Ghostbusters. You know, why not Beetlejuice? They do love... The last two years, it's been a theme that they really like to do throwbacks um, with 80s-inspired uh, houses and scare zones two years ago. And they do Ghostbusters last year. Uh, they, they did another Stranger Things house. So they, they love the throwbacks and everything. And I think Beetlejuice would be... A welcome addition, uh, not necessarily a scary house by any means. I mean, they, it'll have some good jump scares and everything, but it does strike me as more of a a beetle, uh, not Beetlejuice, but uh, Ghostbusters vibe. As yeah, well. and it's also one of those houses that um, it's not maybe not necessarily for the the hardcore horror nights fans, but it's it's for the fans of the park, and it, it brings in it it brings in that crowd as well. So they're getting a diverse and more more people to come to the event. Yeah, and then uh, House B, which would be right next door on one of the sound stages, uh, relatively close to the tracks for Rip Ride Rocket. It's Universal Monsters: The Bride. Uh, the Classic Monsters House last year was one of the best uh, of the 2019 season. Universal Monsters: The Bride. Just off the top of my head, it strikes me as a female character-driven maze. I could be wrong. How did you I th- interpret it? I think it? it would focus on Frankenstein's The Bride. I think it would be kind of like her, maybe, you know, Frankenstein building her, her kind of coming to life. We could see some Frankenstein monster in there as well because that is who he, you know, they made for and all that stuff. But I like this because I feel like it's, again, it's bringing attention to the classic monsters and with Epic Universe... In the, you know, the future possibly, um, or classic monsters coming to Epic Universe in the future, this is this is a good thing that brings, it brings attention to those classic monsters. So I think, I think it'd be an interesting, and I'm a sucker for the classic monsters, so I, I like this. And especially if it was kind of like black and white themed, they do that very well. Uh, Bedtime Stories was another house that they had listed. Now, this one kind of strikes me as just a classic uh, compilation of stories that would just terrify us as when we were children, whether it's a monster under the bed or in the closet or something like that. Um, I've heard some speculation about how Universal has wanted to do a Tooth Fairy house as well. I'm wondering if that character could possibly be mixed in with this house. Yeah, because last year, um, Tooth Fairy was in the speculation <clears throat> map. Um, I would think, to me, I would take this as uh, almost like a, a different take on scary tales. Um, it's a good house. It's not necessarily the very scary, but I could see like Bedtime Stories being like a darker, more intense version of what scary tales is. Yeah. And I like it, and I'm hoping that this is almost similar to what they did with Slaughter Cinema a couple years ago. How Slaughter Cinema, Cinema was just a compilation of different B slasher movies. So instead of walking into a po- like seeing the poster, you'd see like the the front of a book, kind of going into the that'd story be cool. that way. Yeah, that'd be kind of like a nice way to introduce each each character or story. Um, that's what I liked about Slaughter Cinema is when you transitioned in the hallways, they always had a, they always a had poster, a, a poster and like yeah, a, a, a sound effect of like right. the movie trailer. Um, so I definitely would bedtime stories. I like the original houses; they usually do a really good job. Um, so I, I think that would be a really good house, kind of creepy and, you know, kind of reignite the fears of our childhood. 
the next one is, for the D block is the Terra Cruentis. Could be butchering that pronunciation. Uh, we'll never know until Horror Nights announces it. <laughs> uh, but we do think that this has something to do with the Terra Queen. Yeah, so um, in reading the, you know, Christopher Ripley's books of how he does, like, the the histories of Horror Nights and, and breaking down all of them, um, there was a an icon. She was supposed to be, I don't think she worked out really as well as they wanted her to, but she was called the Terror Queen. And at the end of her season, she said, I will be back in 15 years, is essentially kind of what she was saying. Um, so... This 30 would be 15 years since she's been at Horror Nights. Um, a lot of people have been kind of wanting her to come back because of how it was ended. So I could see them being, this being her her house and kind of like bring, maybe not be an icon, but have her represented in a way. See, we said, I know you said maybe not be the icon, but the only, <clears throat> the only person I could imagine be the icon would be Jack every five years or so. But at the same time, I feel like this would be a good opportunity to have the Terra Queen be an icon again. Um, maybe be it'll it might be a little more receptive by the crowd. Maybe they can do a little more with the character. It would have its own house. Maybe have it have its own like show in a scare zone or something like that. But I think that this is an opportunity because they haven't had a true icon in a few years. I don't think it's been they've had an icon since Chance. About four years ago. Ch- yeah, Chance would have been the last one. Um, they tried to do something where it wasn't necessarily an icon. It was the Soul Collectors, where it was like an overall feel. Dumb. It was the worst. Was We've awful. talked about it on past podcasts. It, it didn't it didn't go over very well. It was supposed to be like the social media effect. And essentially be like the icon, but not really have somebody, a person or a creature per se. So um, it, it would be kind of nice to see to see someone headlining headlining this year for such a big year. It's the thirtieth anniversary. They kind of have to have an icon. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there. Uh, the next house uh, over by, I guess this would be Men in Black, where House of a Thousand Corpses was last year. Uh, they speculate that this would be the Billie Eilish house. Um, we're not huge Billie Eilish fans. However, we did love her performance on the iHeart Radio. Oh my gosh! Living she, room if performance. If I would have heard her acoustic so much before ever hearing her like remixed versions i would have been on board with billy eilish from the beginning she sounds so good but yeah i'm i get it may not be like a house based on her but i've I've seen people posting imageries from like her music videos and stuff like that so she does have a very like dark kind of aesthetic it may not be based on her could just somehow feature her music or or something but i'm a little confused by that i'm keeping an open mind to it uh, I'm not opposed to a house just featuring her music. We've had Scare Zones feature just Rob Zombie music before, and I think that this would be a huge departure from, you know, rock and roll to what Billie Eilish is doing right now. But she does have, like, a huge following. I feel like this... I thought this would be... I wasn't sure that Billie Eilish would be in Orlando. I thought it was more likely for her to be involved with... Hollywood's Horror Nights because she's local to Los Angeles. I just wasn't sure how well it would translate across the country. Yeah, because I mean, she's been photographed constantly. Now she is still a huge superstar, and so like she's getting bigger and. But like she's been most of the time, she is at Hollywood's Horror Nights. So I I get what you're saying with that. Um, Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting, and like people saying, they may not you may not like her and all that stuff. But again, Horror Nights also wants to always in universal want to bring in 
as many people as possible. So this doesn't this plays to a different crowd that they could they could get to come and experience the event maybe for the first time. Like it just draws m- new new people and trying to like build on their fan base. Yeah. Uh, the next house over by that little triangle of three houses by Men in Black that they usually do. Uh, Dungeon of Terror. Now this would be an homage to the original. Halloween Horror Nights house, correct? Like, when HHN started so many years back, I think it just started with one or two houses, and Dungeon of Terror was one of the originals, correct? That Yeah, that's kind of what I think, and that's kind of like what they were calling the event as well, I believe. So it would be interesting, and it would be nice, like, you know, kind of call back to where it all it all started. Because back then, it was like 12 bucks to get into a ticket for yeah. three nights to go, go through these houses. So it, it would be kind of cool, and that's what I was kind of hoping, like, I don't want this year to be super like nostalgic, but I think it would be awesome for them to bring back things from the early beginnings of this, just to you know where it started from, but just elevate it to where we are now. Would be um, a really cool experience, I think. Yeah, and <clears throat> you always have to get a feel that whenever they have like big events, like 25, 30, 40, 50, they'll always have a solid throwback to like when the event first started, or just a throwback to like the classic monster universe. I remember for 25, they, they had a house that was just dedicated to some of the more iconic characters, uh, in Horror Nights history. Yeah. It was like, uh, Jack presided over it, but he brought like all the icons right. and, and different things. And I did not go in the house cause 25 was not my best year for me. It's the first year really threw myself in the deep end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it could be like that. Um, and it does surprise me though, that, if it was like that's kind of what it was that that may not be it should maybe be in a bigger spot because Jack's I know was at the at the beginning and was a pretty big house like maze to go through Uh, and then right next door to Dungeon of Terror and first of all I would be very uh, welcoming to Dungeon of Terror I think that's a great idea for a house I am a little skeptical and this next house I'm probably the most skeptical of and it's the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina it's a Netflix property and it's clear that Horror Nights had, and Universal have a pretty good relationship going with Netflix properties. My big issue is that, well, I've never seen the show. Uh, what I have seen is what you've watched, and I just haven't been able to get into it. Uh, so this is probably the one house I'm least excited about. If this were to actually become a house, I could see myself just doing this one once, and that's it. Um, yeah, so I've I've watched... I've watched the the seasons and the the Christmas special and stuff that they've done. Um, it it's an it's an okay show. Like I I don't I don't hate it. It's not something like when it automatically drops, I'm constantly binging it like we do Ozark. Um, I will I will like let it lengthen out. I will watch it here and there. Um, I think it would be hard. I I can understand. Um, how it could work because some of the the settings and sets that they have are are pretty awesome and fit in like her family runs a mortuary and all that stuff but to me i would think you'd really have to focus on a lot more in season two because they did so much more in it like they they go to hell they they have you know all these different things happening um so and they have like a crazy carnival set and all that stuff so you'd have to really pick and choose and i don't know if you'd be able to piece together a story well enough to make it make sense. Yeah. 
the next house is also a Netflix property, and I have seen this one. It's The Haunting of Hill House. I would be okay with this one because I can see this one had, in my opinion, the show didn't have enough jump scares. They had a lot of good suspenseful moments that were just creepy, and obviously the house will make for a good scare zone or a good portion of the scares in the house. I think the morgue that the family owns uh, would be a great setup as well. But Haunting of Hill House, I can see being a pretty good house. Yeah, people wanted this last year. Um, and I think it would be really cool if they did this. There is so much they can do. I mean, the, there's so many stories that tie this family to this house. The the floating man, the bent neck lady, all that things. And, and we were kind of talking about this, um, about things that we'd like to see. And you brought up a really good point, how kind of there's a scene where she's dancing and when she, in her mind, Just she sees herself. herself dancing with someone, her, her husband, but... Yeah. In reality, she's dancing by herself because no one's there. And that'd be really creepy. I remember in The Shining, they had the the gold room where they had everyone dancing, and sometimes you didn't know who was this character, or some were just standing. So having someone floating around a room while you're you're going through would be very creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next house is it's kind of a a favorite or just an easy go to for Universal with Horror Nights. Uh, they suspect it to be called the Legendary Truth uh, for Cary, Ohio. Now, Cary, Ohio is a fictional town that Universal has set previous houses and scare zones in. Um, they've always been pretty good. Uh, I believe that it's supposed to... I'm not sure if it's a real town or not. I don't think it is, but the original creators behind Horror Nights, uh, one of them was f- just conjured up this Cary, Ohio town, I believe. Uh, Eden's fact-checking it right now. Uh but again, it's gonna be, it would be an original house, and, and I'm all for the original houses this year. I've, if anything, my issues are with some of the IPs. Um, but how do you feel about just going back to Cary, Ohio? Um, I kind of like it. To me, it's like it's Universal's, like how Stephen King's always, like most of stuff's in Maine. Like mm-hmm. it's their version of that, and they do. Like they've always had some really cool things that go on there. Um, when I look it up, Cary is a village in Wyandotte County, Ohio. So it is it is a real, real? place. Um, so it looks it is it is very small. Um, doesn't have like a whole lot going on in it, but it says the population was in 2010 3674 people. That's tiny. So yeah, it's it's a very small thing, but I I like this because again, it's an original concept. They do really cool things when it comes to their original concepts. They don't just kind of, like, throw them together. Like, they, they have great backstories. I believe um, Graveyard Games was kind of based as kids who were graveyarding Cary, Ohio. Like, that, they had a scare zone that had a giant sign that said Township of Cary, Ohio. With, uh, when they did the, the harvest, I believe, with the, the pumpkins that were yep. infected and walking. So there could be a lot of really cool things that they could do with this house, I feel. And then last but certainly not least, and I'm not thoroughly excited if this were to become a house, but Gremlins is on the table. I love Gremlins the movie. I think it's great. Uh, last year when we were there for Horror Nights, we were checking out, and I adopted a Mogwai little gizmo who sits on my, my dress our dresser at night. Um I just don't know how well it would translate as a house. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, not because it's not really scary. I just, 
I don't see it. To me, it would have to be, like, a lot of puppets or a lot of actors holding the evil gremlins and things like that. I just don't see how they would it would work so well. Yeah. But I know, again, this is something that people have been, like, wanting to happen. It would be a puppet house, and this is a good opportunity to do puppets. Because they've shown uh, the last two years uh, just between... The massive puppet that they used in the last Stranger Things house, and then in the Poltergeist house, that they're very good with puppets. Yeah, it just these ones would be on a very much smaller scale. Yeah, and I just don't, I don't know how that. Which I know, like Slimer was kind of small, smaller than the puppets they did um, in all the other things. But yeah, I'm not, I'm on the fence because I just don't, I don't know how it would work very well in terms of a house. Yeah, I think that I'm on the fence. I really don't care for Gremlins and the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I'm on the fence about Billie Eilish still, uh, as well as Beetlejuice. But Beetlejuice I'm more susceptible to because it's such a big property. And they killed it with Ghostbusters last year, so I think that they could have just as much success with Beetlejuice. The other reason I'm on the fence and not wild about the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina as well as Gremlins is because I thought that this would definitely be a year where they would do a Halloween house based on the last Halloween movie that came out and because it's a good time to capitalize on the property because there is a movie coming out this October as long as it doesn't get pulled from theaters and it's supposed to be the next Halloween movie in this new Halloween trilogy and I just thought it made too much sense to have a Halloween house this year. Yeah, that's that was one of the things that I was very surprised at on uh, either of these speculation maps that it didn't come across the radar because we didn't have a Halloween last year because Horror Nights was going to come out before the movie came out, so they couldn't do a house because of spoiler reasons. So I could really see it doing now, doing a lead-up to the, the sequel of Halloween Kills and all that things. Um, so, yeah, I was very surprised that that didn't make it on the list. Yeah, I just think... And I know that they just did a Halloween 4 house a couple years ago. But... And they, they may just not want to do it again because they have done Halloween so many times but at the same time this is just this is the best opportunity to do a Halloween house because interest is going to be very high with the movie coming out in October um, and another one that I was kind of surprised got left off was uh, a Jordan Peele movie now Candyman is coming out this year and he produced it um, and it's you know the Us house was a big success last year we were a little indifferent to it but it was still visually it was still very pleasing and Candyman is going to be a pretty popular movie as it as we get closer to you know Halloween and, and Horror Nights and everything and I, I was kind of surprised that it was left off the speculation map for Orlando but it, there is a Jordan Peele original map on the the Hollywood map um, but real quick not to go backwards I think that this this Halloween would be, it's different like compared to all the originals and the ones that have come before this one was different it had a different feel like everyone's older has a different storyline it had a lot of creepy um, aspects to it touching on Candyman now they this group didn't put it on there but the other map that I had found through the Horror Nights Orlando fan on Instagram they actually do have it on their list for Florida on their mm-hmm. speculation map um they they had that and I think Haunting of Hill House was the only like the one that they kind of had uh, that tied in with the other one as well. But yeah, they they suspected Candyman and I agree with that. Um, Jordan Peele had us again. It was it was a visually appealing house. Only really had two scares, but I would think they'd kind of want to capitalize on the people that that brought in because 
people were a lot really excited and it had a good line most of the time of if people were trying to get into it um i've seen the trailer for this it wasn't for us but other people clearly liked it yeah um and Candyman could easily be a hit as well yeah because i mean people people were really excited for the original and this one looks this one looks really good again it's something that plays with mirrors mirrors in mazes are always terrifying um it could have a lot of good scares with reflections and people coming out which is one thing that i liked in the classic monsters last year was when you did the phantom of the opera it was a lot of mirrors and you would be they had like scare actors back to back to back but the way they would come out their reflections doubled them so it seemed even scarier because you seemed to be surrounded by them Mm -hmm. and that would be terrifying being surrounded by a hook-handed man in in this house i would feel so that's uh, just the first speculation map, courtesy of Horror Night Nightmares. Um, Which would be HN Nightmares on Twitter yep. if you're looking them up. Uh, they don't have any scare zones yet. I'm kind of anticipating Stranger Things just because the new season is coming out. We don't have a release date yet for it. I'm thinking possibly Christmas time. It might be pushed back now a little bit but yeah. um because they i know that they were still kind of working on things here with it um but yeah i i think we could see a scare zone would be interesting to kind of see and i would almost think putting it in the the, the like central park area because i feel like that's always good for like really intimate kind of scare zones and i would feel like you kind of need that one to be more intimate than wide open for Stranger Things? Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you there. I don't think it needs to be as intimate. Uh, I figure they would want to give that a bigger stage. Um, kind of like where Zombieland 2 was last year. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I and I also anticipate a Ghostbusters scare zone as well. That was pretty solid last year as a house kind of how they did like a reverse of how they did we call it the trick or treatment just how it was a house one year and then it was a scare zone the next year and how killer clowns two years ago was a house and then it was a scare zone zone, yeah so i could see them doing the reverse of like doing those two from houses to scare zones I, i could see that happening yeah uh, anything else that we wanted to touch on with this one? I know uh, we kind of just breezed through everything, but it's just the first speculation app, and we do expect some announcements. Yeah, I mean, coming. we there according to online, you know, we're still getting two two shows that are going to happen and things like that. Um, I'm I, excited to see how um, AOV tops last year. Yeah, two years year, ago when we saw the cyberpunk. cyberpunk show, it was good. But then last year, they hit it out of the park with Altered States. That was yeah. such a killer show. I mean, they have, you know, nothing's really been nuts. But I, I, I assume that, yes, AOV will be back because they're always a, a big hit. I know people want Bill and Ted, especially because there's a new Bill and Ted movie. I feel like somehow maybe they, they make an appearance somehow at this event. Um, but I'm excited to see what AOV does. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to do another uh, Lagoon show. Like, they did the Marathon of Mayhem um, so I think I mean, people stopped. That was a nice little break, you, you know. Stand it's a good right. palate cleanser. Yeah, so I can I can definitely see them doing another laser light show on the lagoon as well. And as always, we'll be on the lookout for food and drink announcements, but those usually come dead last. Yes. And I think it is worth, uh, I guess, bidding adieu to Mardi Gras from this year. Yeah, I mean we were we were lucky enough that uh, when we went down in January. Um, for the the 5k that they did that it coincided with the opening night of Mardi Gras so 
we ran the the 5k that morning and then was able to go to the the parade that night and it, it was awesome it's never a disappointment it's always a fun time the costumes the the floats and everyone's just always so happy and so nice um and i'm really sad that for the the people who are working it and for fans of universal that it did get cut short because it, yeah. it was so nice um the tribute i love that they did like a tribute store this year it was only two rooms compared to three for horror nights um and I think it'd be cool because a lot of people were very upset that they had a, this, like, bayou scene with, like, a, a voodoo doctor scene yeah, on a bear really cool. on his I thought porch. that they might do, like, a voodoo scene, a potential scare zone to mm-hmm. kind of give Mardi Gras a little more life since this year it was cut short by about three weeks. Yeah, it would be cool to see, like, a, a, a more haunted, kind of darker Mardi Gras street. And yeah. it may be that that little bayou house makes an appearance in the tribute store still somehow. So you were talking about intimate atmospheres, and I could see a, a bayou or, like, a haunted bourbon street kind of theme in, in that setting. I, I could agree with that, setting. yeah. Um, but that ought to do it for us tonight. I think uh, with all the time off, we're going to... I don't know, maybe blog a little more, podcast a little more. Uh, but, you know, we got the time, so we'll just be delivering more content. Yeah, and like we said, there is a there is another speculation map out there, so maybe we do a, another one that kind of touches on that because it does kind of differ and go a different direction than what this one does. Yeah, and we'll talk about um, Hollywood as well. I know we normally stay pretty centric to Orlando since we're in Atlanta, and that's the one we tend to go to more. But we'll, we'll throw in some... Um, announcements for Hollywood as well, but uh, and you can already bet that uh, it has been announced that Walking Dead, because the attraction did close out there, that they are doing a house for them out there this year. So you're getting your Walking Dead in California again. Yay! <laughs> we didn't even do it when we were out there last May. No. But uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week and uh, keep an eye out for new content. Thanks, guys. Thank you.